So as you're with them, as you're walking through life, they're walking beside you. So that should be your opportunity naturally to bring Christ into the picture because you're, you're following Christ. So they, if they're following you, I'm headed this way. So that's why we kind of have titled this right this way because I'm going this way. Follow me right this way. I'm going after Christ and I want you to come with me. Welcome to episode two of the Right This Way podcast. We hope that you have found the time to listen to episode one and you're ready to join in this conversation again as Justin and I discuss the who, what, where, and when of disciple making. We are sure that this portion of the conversation will have value for everyone. So don't forget to like and follow this podcast and share it with your friends. So let's dive in Right This Way. So... Our first question, then, that we want to we want to focus in on is um, who is this? Who is this podcast for? We talk about disciple makers, um, but but who is a disciple maker? So I'll just kind of pose that question to you. Yeah. You can kick us off. Sounds who good. is a disciple maker? So I would say that disciple makers are Christians. <laughs> you know, That's because right. we look at that great commission, you know, where Jesus, right before he was ascended, um, he says to everybody that's there, that's listening. And he says all for, I love this first part, all authority in heaven has been given to me, mm-hmm. you know, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the, name of the father and of the son of the Holy spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded them. And I will be with you even until the end of the age. And so we've got that first step of, you know, uh, go and make disciples, the, the baptism, and then you've got the teach them to observe. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the help them follow him. You know, we've got the walk with me as I follow Christ. And so we've got that. If, if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. this is the literally the great commission, the great, you know, co mission, the together we're working together and this is our mission. Yeah. Um, and so if you're a Christian, you should be a disciple maker yeah. and that it's as simple as that. And it, that's a difficult thing to say because like we've talked about before, like it, a lot of people, there's some fear or some reservation or some, you know, how do I even start this? Yeah. Uh, because it's so not so contrary to what culture has, you know, mm-hmm. as such an individual inner individuality, um, independence mindset that we have that we don't necessarily invite other people in. Yeah. So it's like, how do we start? Well, yeah, we we find ourselves like it's easy for me. It, it would be easy as a parent who hasn't been discipled well um, and maybe just started my journey with Christ to have kids and to want them to be discipled well mm-hmm. and to say, OK, Mr. Justin, my children's pastor, here you are, disciple. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do your do your thing as a children's pastor and disciple my kid. And that's part of it. There should be more adults in a child's life, certainly. Um, But we've kind of given that task over that disciple making task over to those that are in ministry, Mm -hmm. whether it's a missionary or a pastor or a senior pastor or a youth pastor or children's pastor Mm -hmm. um, or our, even our children's leaders, like those in ministry are small group leaders and stuff like we've we've kind of placed that on their plate and mm-hmm. said they're disciple makers 
because that's their job. That's what yeah. they do. That's, that's who they are. That's what God's called them to do. And yes, he's called us as children's pastors, as, as disciple makers, as trainers, as those kind of things. He's, he's called us certainly to make disciples, but he's called us because we're Christians, not yes. because we're disciple makers. Because we want to follow him. We should be inviting others. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's the best way to share the gospel. That's the best way relationally and, 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 you already have a relationship with your son, your daughter, your coworker. You, you've mm-hmm. got a natural relationship with them. Whereas a, um, a, a pastor or a children's pastor, we've a small group leader. We've got to build that relationship with that person first. Mm-hmm. Those people that are already in your circle of influence, that sphere of influence, whether it's a coworker, um, or whether it's your children or your family, uh, your friends in your neighbor, your neighbors, your, your people that you're at the gym with when you're working out, you know, your running buddy, whoever it is, um, you've already got that natural relationship built in with them. So as you're with them, as you're walking through life, they're walking beside you. So that should be your opportunity naturally to mm-hmm. bring Christ into the picture because you're, you're following Christ. So they, if they're following you, I'm headed this way. Mm-hmm. So that's why we kind of like have titled this right this way, because I'm going this way, follow me right this way. I'm yeah. going after Christ and I want you to come with me. Yeah. And and so it's it, who is that Christian, like you said, that yeah. that believer in Christ, they are a disciple maker because that's what we've God's called us to do. Yeah. And I believe you also answered the question of who if okay, so you're saying I'm a Christian, I should be a disciple maker. That answers that question of who should be a disciple maker. But you also just answered the question of who should I disciple? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it yeah. doesn't have to be that we have to go um all the way to the other side of the world. It doesn't yeah. mean that we have to go, you know, knock on some stranger's door and say, Hey, uh, come, come right this way. Come follow me. You know, it's like, you've already got this natural group of friends. Mm -hmm. Um, you've already got these, this family, you know? And so the people that you're naturally already connected with and have a relationship with can be the people that you influence, you know, they can be the people that you help disciple, help them take their next step to following Mm -hmm. Jesus. And obviously it, God's not going to force them, you know, that it's always going to be their choice. And, but you can still have that influence and that impact and show them the way, you know, one of the things that um, we talk about is a habit that we want to be able to develop. And I always say for our kids ministry team, it's great. It's a great habit for us to have. Um, but we want to help instill it in our kids too, because if they can get it down and make it a normal part of their life, then it's going to be so much easier. Um, but we look at evangelism typically as a, I've got to go knock on doors and pass out flyers mm-hmm. and all this. But um, one of the habits that we want our kids to develop and us to develop as well is to make faith an everyday normal topic of conversation, you know, where it's like, Hey, if, if Jesus is a part of my life, then I'm going to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be a natural part of conversation because it's, I'm in study with it. I'm going to church. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. If I'm reading and praying and really invested in my walk with Jesus, then why is that a struggle to bring up in conversation other than fear of man, other than yeah. fear of societal pressure of what other people are going to say, you know, but if we can make that a habit of making faith and everyday go to talk topic of conversation out in the woods, hiking, wow, God created all of this. This is awesome and amazing. Wait, 
you believe that God created all this, you know, it sparks that ability for conversation to happen, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if we can do that, even among our circle of friends, even among our family, to be able to look for the opportunities to bring Christ into the picture, to bring a topic of faith into the picture of normal everyday conversation, then it's no longer a hard thing that I have to choose to do. You know, it's just a natural thing that happens. And Jesus even laid out that, um, diagram right and that formula when he said go to jerusalem judea samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth and he used geological like places on Mm -hmm. a map because they were in jerusalem and Mm -hmm. then judea was the next circle and then samaria was the next bigger circle Mm -hmm. and then the uttermost parts of the earth Mm -hmm. so as much as it is like places on a map that jesus was talking about i believe that he was talking to individuals and trying to get across the point, start with your family, mm-hmm. start with those that you naturally mm-hmm. have a relationship with, start with those people who are right, right next close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, because then they're going to also have their circle and their Jerusalem, which is going to be a little farther than your Jerusalem. And, and then that's going to just naturally spread, um, without you needing to go to the yeah. uttermost parts of the earth. And that's yeah. not to not going to the uttermost parts of the earth. Cause I love missions trips and I mm-hmm. love, I've been on several of them and, and it's a great place to get lots of exposure for being on mission, um, for Jesus in every step that you take and all the conversations that you have. But we, we need to look for those opportunities here yeah. with, with every, and, and realize then that I'm a disciple of Jesus first and foremost. Yeah. And, and as a disciple, I need to be making disciples. So the choices that I make are then, um, geared toward, am I helping this person that I'm talking to? Am I helping these people that are around me with my choices grow closer to Christ? And Mm -hmm. I think that answers a lot of questions for us and how we should live our lives, right? If I'm thinking of myself as a disciple maker first, yeah that changes how I do my work. That changes how I interact with people in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. That changes how I interact with the person who just cut me off (laughs) and the drive, you know, the drive home. Um, If I want to bring them closer to Jesus because I'm a disciple maker first and foremost as a Christian, that changes how I interact Mm -hmm. in this world. I think it's very natural and easy for us to, um, to, act in a certain way with people that we don't have a relationship with, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be a good or bad, you know, it's, it's much easier, I would say to go on a mission trip where, you know, you're going to be sharing yeah. the love of Jesus with people that are far away that you're never going to see. You're again. never going to see them again. And it's also very easy to, while you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off to, you know, do something that you shouldn't do because I'm probably never going to see them again, you know, <laughs> but it's a lot harder to have those, those crucial conversations, those, you know, those tense moments of what are they going to say? and think about me if I say this, if I bring faith into the conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, with people that you already have a relationship with there, it's a lot harder. And I think that's why, one of the reasons why Jesus said, you know, start with that, start with your city, start with that, that close group of people that you're already with, because he's saying, listen, if you can get that down, you know, then all these other things are going to happen naturally. (laughs) You know, if you can get that down and be able to share your faith with those closest to you, then it's going to be a lot easier to share your faith with Mm -hmm. those that are not close to you. And there's, um, I think it was, I can't remember which book I was reading, 
but I believe it was the book Crucial Conversations. Um, they said that there are two things that happen when you come to a point where you're thinking that you need to bring up this mm-hmm. big topic and you're afraid of it. Um, you're either going to talk it out or you're going to act it out. <laughs> and so um, if you don't talk about it, then it's going to show up in your actions. And so if you don't bring up faith in conversation, then your actions are going to continually hide your faith. Yeah. You know, um, and in the same way, we look for the ability to be 100% honest with the people around us. Hey, mm-hmm. I really like, this is what I believe. And I don't, this is why I don't want to do that. You know, if, but also be able to do it in a way that is 100% respectful. You know, we often think that we're going to lose friends because we either think that if I say this, I'm going to lose relationship or, I just need to be quiet, but then we act it out, you know, and then we just continually hide our faith away and we're not really being who we are or who we should be to them. And we're not loving them ultimately in a way that God wants us to love them because he wants what's best for them too. You know, he wants to bring them a right relationship with himself. And so if we hide it, we're not loving them. We're loving ourselves more. That's right. And so we're so afraid of losing that relationship that we think those are the only two options, but we got to find a way to, be 100% honest with who we are and who God calls them and sees them to be, but also be able to do it in a 100% respectful way and allowing them their choice, but like still showing them the truth. Sure. So we've talked about who who are disciple makers mm-hmm. and who should we, who we should be looking for to make disciples, like who are those people that we should be making disciples of. But um, as I was sitting here, I thought of like, who should I be looking for if I am a if I'm a new believer in Christ, I've made the decision to follow Christ. I've been baptized. I want people to know that I'm a follower of Christ, but I don't really have many people in my life right now that are, that are, that I could say are really people that I could follow. Like I I don't have those naturally in my life. Like I don't have a great relationship with my parents. They're not super strong believers who the only person I know maybe is the pastor that speaks on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like who, who could I be a disciple of? Yeah, yeah. Who can I be a disciple of? Who should I be looking for to be a disciple of? Like who, who is my Paul to me as a Timothy? Who, who should I be looking for? Mm-hmm. That's such a good question because that's, again, that's very needed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I always think of Paul, like he had a lot of training in Jewish belief. And then, um, as soon as, uh, you know, the scales fell off of his eyes and he spent, I think it was probably a week with Barnabas. And then he was out there in the temple preaching, (laughs) uh, preaching the gospel of Jesus. And, um, like, it doesn't mean that we don't start looking to disciple, but we've got to be able to find those people that are willing to teach us to. Um, one of the things I think that we can look for is for the people, like we want to be able to, if God's given us unique gifts and talents, you know, um, if we can work to discover that and then when we've discovered what we're really good at, what we really enjoy, mm-hmm. um, then we get to that point where we can say, where do I want to be in my life in five years? I want to look like this. It doesn't mean you have to choose just one person and follow them. Yeah. You know, we're all following Jesus. Yeah. And, um, if you can find people that are following Jesus that have the ability that you need or you want, mm-hmm. you know, um, one of the things that we say pretty frequently is show me your friends. I'll show you your future, mm-hmm. you know? And so you want to surround yourself with not just one or two people, but multiple people yeah. who are going to invest in you 
and help you get to where you want to go. So mm-hmm. if you're struggling in an area, let's say it's practical like finances, if you surround yourself with people who manage their money well, yeah. <laughs> you're going to learn from them. If you surround yourself with believers who are constantly making faith an everyday part of the conversation, you know, then you're going to learn from them. Yeah. Um, and so, but making that first ask um, for mm-hmm. that one or two or three people is is a big step too because that's something sure. that I didn't do. Yeah. Um, because you know it's daunting. You yeah. know, <laughs> but um, and I didn't do it until much later in life to be able to go up to somebody and say, "You have something I want." Mm-hmm. You know, and I see this in you, and I know I need that myself, and I need your help to get there. Yeah. You know, and then they can go like, "Well, I'm much further ahead." You know, I'm mm-hmm. either older or I've been walking this road a lot longer, and they can say, "Well, let me help you get there." Sure, and and you find those people like it. it you know, if you're sitting here listening to our conversation and you don't have somebody in your life that's yeah. a Paul or that's a um, that that's somebody that you can follow that's really like headed where you want to be headed, um, you know, find your church that has a small like small groups and mm-hmm. life groups. Um, find a close knit network of people in a community that you can that you can build and you can mm-hmm. you can add value can to, them, to them but then you can find that person in that I, I'd say it's really going to be hard to find that person on a I you want to be in church on Sunday morning yeah. but Sunday morning worshiping and and that it's it's going to be much easier to find in a small group setting and that's mm-hmm. why I love our small groups like you know we have those four things know god build community discover purpose and you know make a difference make a difference and um the the build community is a humongous part of that because of what we're talking about and mm-hmm. the disciple making because I want to I want to learn something I want to find that relational part of things mm-hmm. and it might not be in my everyday life just naturally so I might need to to find a place where disciples are, mm-hmm. um, and, why, and what put God myself ju- in that place where disciples are going to be naturally headed. Exactly, is that I want I want to I want to have that. So I'm going to go to a place where I know those people are, are going to also want that that same thing, mm-hmm. right? I want to I want to work out, so I'm going to go to a gym <laughs> where I know the other people around there naturally want that same thing they want to be healthier so we're all in this together mm-hmm. and so go to a church get into the a small group of people that that also wants that and i'm, I'm sure that you'd find someone that is uh is is somebody that you'd like to to follow after yeah and one of the big things that we're seeing is you know there's a lot of research done and here in the west especially like one of the biggest problems is loneliness mm-hmm. you know and what what did god say to adam after or say to himself to uh holy spirit uh, it right after he created adam he said it is not good for man to be alone you know yeah. we we want to be able to be individual and we want to be able to have our independence and say well i can just do this on my own mm-hmm. but like w- man is not meant to be alone yeah. <laughs> you know oh, yeah. we're designed for relationship for community for dependence on one another and that's that's an aspect of vulnerability as well mm-hmm. we've got to be able to jump into a community that can speak life into us and be able to get to know those people around us um as we would say to take off the mask to be able to yeah. say this is who i really am mm-hmm. <laughs> you know underneath it all underneath the facade and underneath what i want you to think i am this is who i really am yeah and then we can you know if you 
you can do that with somebody then off and somebody that you trust, Mm -hmm. somebody that's going to give grace and not condemn somebody that's going to lift you up and encourage you to something higher and something better. Um, rather than say, well, you just, you're a terrible person, (laughs) you know, when you can do that with somebody like that, oftentimes, and they respond in that kind of a way, oftentimes that can be your person. Sure. That can be your person that's like, okay, I know that I know that they're following Christ and the, when I just revealed who I am to them, they did not condemn, but they want to help me and they have compassion for me Mm -hmm. as Jesus did. They have kindness and humility. They related to me like that person I can learn from, you know, I could, that could be your person there. Absolutely. We've got to have that vulnerability. We are praying that whatever your role is in the body of Christ and whatever circumstances may be surrounding you in this new year, that this conversation is building you up and encouraging you as a disciple maker. We look forward to continuing this conversation next time as we look to answer the question, what is disciple making? So set your reminder to join us again next Monday for our brand new episode. We have really enjoyed bringing this podcast to you. And if you have enjoyed it, found value in it, would you please take a moment to rate and review it and share it with your friends? It would mean so much to us as we are starting to grow. Thanks again for listening and we'll meet you again right here next week.